Star Wars 7x7 episode 1810. Yesterday you heard my first visceral reactions to the experience of Vader Immortal. And today we're gonna do the non-spoiler review of Vader Immortal. Let's go. Hey Ripple Riser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode and yeah, the whole Vader Immortal experience, first of all, in case you need the refresher, this is the VR series that is being released on the Oculus VR gaming system that's owned and produced by Facebook. There are going to be three episodes, at least as far as we know, this is a trilogy, and episode one came out last month with the debut of the Oculus Quest, which is the standalone all-in-one gaming headset. In other words, it's not connected by wires and cables to a a PC like previous VR headset things like I think Oculus Rift is the other one anyway yeah so the VR experience is a bit of a new thing to me at least comparatively and you know if you remember back in our episodes in February of this year I was actually in New York City with the family and we went to a place called VR World, which was very cool and yet also, you know, very Spartan in its appearance when you walk in. It's basically just these, you know, open spaces where they had VR headsets cabled from the ceiling that they could pull down and put on your head and, you know, you need, I guess, a lot of open space to be able to fully participate in these VR experiences. So, you know, you walk in and the place is just, a, you know, a lot of open space with, you know, projectors on the walls or screens on the walls so you can actually see what people are seeing in their VR headsets. And so, as a result, it's possible to go online. And I know I said yesterday, you know, wow, it's pretty amazing that uh, people would be able to figure out how to get the Vader Immortal footage off of the VR headset and onto YouTube. Of course, my wonderful partners in crime, Scorekeeper Declan and Quizmaster Joe, corrected me or you know set me straight in that regard because of the fact that Vader Immortal is also available for the Oculus Rift, which is the one that is cabled to a PC. You could actually see the footage on a PC as somebody is playing it and therefore you could easily record it. You don't need to try and figure out how to hack the all-in-one system or anything like that. So yeah, kudos to the kids for knowing exactly how these things work, even though, you know, like what do they know about it aside from, you know, having played it in, um, in New York City months ago. Anyway, so the footage is out there for you to find if you wanted to watch it for yourself if you do not have your own VR system, be it Quest or Rift or whatever. But, you know, the experience of it, I mean, just from the Celebration Chicago experience alone, like, there's no replicating the experience of Vader Immortal, you know, without, you know, putting a headset on and actually experiencing it in the manner in which it's intended. And I am pleased to report that the full experience of Vader Immortal is just as compelling and just as crazy in its way. I mean, you know, I'll tell you that it's supposed to go for about 45 minutes to an hour. At least that's, you know, all the stuff that I'd read about it. And when I went through the full experience, it did not seem like it was 45 minutes to an hour. It felt like it was like 10, 15 minutes. And when it was over, I had that moment of like, 
wow, that went fast and like felt, you know, the pang of disappointment, like, you know, not that it was, you know, anything negative about the experience of it, just that, wow, that was over so fast. That was a lot shorter than I thought it was going to be. And then to look at a clock and realize that it had been nearly a full hour that I'd had the VR headset on and wow. Like, I mean, it was just, it was that compelling and you get that sucked into the whole experience. And I will admit that I may not have benefited from the entirety of the experience simply because Having read a number of reviews of Vader Immortal, I discovered that there is a difference between the standard VR version and the comfortable VR version. And considering the fact that I've had experiences where playing video games, uh, particularly first person shooters, I get motion sickness with those sorts of games. I picked the comfortable VR version just because I didn't want to take any chances. And one of the ways that that manifests, it seems, is that anytime you approach a ladder, whether you're climbing up or climbing down, basically like you use the controller to grip a rung of the ladder or a handle nearby the ladder and immediately the screen goes black and then it fades back in and you are in the place where you would be after you had climbed up or down a ladder. But I gather that if you did the standard VR experience that you would have some of the climbing maneuvers that you would actually have to do to climb up or down a ladder. But the comfortable version did not skimp when it puts you out on a ledge and there's a long drop or when you're you know walking across a you know sort of balance beamy like situation where you can see things falling very far below you yeah there's no holding back on that experience whatsoever and I did have to kind of tweak the uh, the headset a couple of times just to reassure myself that nope I was just standing on a carpet and everything was fine though it was rather funny to do that and realize that I was utterly and completely not facing the way that I thought I might have been facing in the real world. That was a very strange experience. I have to say that you know, not having had a lot of experience with virtual reality stuff, it's difficult for me to say for sure about you know, the, you know, the integrity of the experience as far as VR goes. I understand that when you're using controllers and it's not like gloves with things connected with wires back to the headset, that there is a certain level of, you know, accuracy that's lost to be able to do that. So it's sort of a trade-off in a way. But my experience was that the gameplay and the adventure was very seamless. Like it wasn't glitchy. It didn't look weird. You know, the characters looked very lifelike. Maybe the only thing that was a little odd is that Vader's cape didn't swish as much as I thought it might have. Like it's not quite clothy, but you know, it's not enough to really take you out of the experience to go, wow, this is lame. His cape isn't moving around the way it should or anything like that. Nah, you know, no big deal. And as far as the story mode for Vader Immortal goes, well, you already know the part about how you get captured by Vader and he wants you to open this box and if you don't open it, he's going to kill you and you do. And that's awesome because it just means he's not going to kill you right then. But what next? You know, that just means that you are the candidate Vader has been looking for, but 
to what end? And so that ultimately becomes part of your story experience in Vader Immortal Episode 1. And additionally, you know, whether you're actually going to help him in his mission and also what this mission really is all about. And there's some rather startling discoveries that happen as a result of this episode. And we will talk about those in future episodes here this week. Right now, I just want to give you the non-spoiler review, which is to say that it's very intriguing. It goes very quickly. It is a rather powerful experience. And... I can't recommend it highly enough. I mean, just for the virtual reality experience alone, like, I mean, this is new stuff to me, comparatively speaking. I mean, video games, regular video games, like, yeah, that's old hat and sure, you know, stories are great and whatnot, but this really is the future of storytelling and they've taken a very strong step in that direction. There are a lot of intriguing things that are developing, but it is only the first episode. There is a lot of setup that's being done here and it's pretty meaty setup but it's still going to leave you wanting for more and I think we're not going to get episode two until 2020 which is you know a bummer but isn't it nice that we're so lucky to have this kind of content to play around with and there's a lightsaber dojo that you can play around in and do you know dozens of levels and practice your lightsaber skills while you wait for 2020 to roll along. And so that right there is going to do it uh, for the non-spoiler review of Vader Immortal Episode 1. After the break, I have a personal update for people who've been listening to the show for more than a couple of years and you know, also maybe of interest to you if you're a relative newcomer to the show. So stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Razor. If you've got a business that needs to reach a dedicated audience of Star Wars fans, or you know somebody who does, then you might want to reach out to me. <laughs> I've got a show that reaches thousands of people between the audio version, the video version, and our social media channels, and I'd love to find out how I can help you with your business ventures too. Just reach out at sw7x7.com sponsors, that's plural, S-P-O-N-S-O-R-S, that's sw7x7.com sponsors, and let's see how we can work together. Welcome back. All right, so Father's Day, June 16th, this past Sunday, was the two-year anniversary of my surgery to remove a malignant melanoma from my leg, and that was a, a stage T1B skin cancer. We caught it early, thank goodness. And I've just had my dermatology follow-up at two years and my ultrasound follow-up at two years to make sure that it didn't get into my lymphatic system. And clean bill of health. I am still cancer-free after two years, which is wonderful yes, news. It's such a relief. And I just want to say again to everybody who has sent wonderful good wishes and prayers my way, thank you so much for that ever and always. And please, 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 if you have ever had cancer in the family, any kind of skin cancer in the family, and even if you haven't, please do consider getting your moles checked at least once a year. Even if you've never done it, have it done once just to get a good look because you never know. And skin cancer is one of the fastest moving cancers out there. So, you know, the quicker you catch it, the better your chances are for having a very good result like the result that I had. 
Use your sunblock, use your SPF 50 hats and shirts and all that good stuff. Take care of yourself, take care of your family, take care of your loved ones, and stay safe. And again, thank you so much for all your support and well wishes through the process and through the ongoing tests. I'm now moving to checks every six months instead of every three months, which is really awesome too. And, you know, knock on wood, it stays cancer-free from now on, or I stay cancer-free from now on. It, my leg, you know, any other part of my body for that matter. All right, that is going to do it for today's episode of the show here. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.